to. So I guess that means we get to begin. Liz, Liz is out there. I wonder if she can hear me. There's Liz. Okay. Well, I'm glad you all blew in. Let's start with a word of prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for another opportunity we have to be here together, to meet as your family, to learn more about your word. We thank you for the church that you created, that we get to be a part of, and allows us to love you, worship you, and to learn about you, and to one day see you face to face when we are called home. We thank you so much for being your children, and that you love us to a level we will never understand, but we'll continue to try. We thank you that it is a love we don't understand, that you can love us when we're unlovable. We thank you for this church. Help us to always be looking to strengthen it, protect it, and to be workers in it. Let us never forget what we're here to do. We ask all this in your son's name. Amen. All right. You guys had a homework assignment. How many did it? It's about like me in school. Okay, anyone remember what it was? See, I like you. Helen, Helen had the answer. Look at the website. Oh, yeah. You look at it all the time. You don't care. Court says he couldn't get into it. So court court lied in church. That's what just happened there. So I'll move this so you can sit in the front for the... Okay. Okay. I don't, I don't, just asking who did it, I'm not worried, I don't want to hear anything about it now, because that's not what this is about. Um, for the sake of argument, the website we said was a, a big factor, is the front door to any uh, entity now. School, a restaurant, a store of any sort, a church, the website is where people go to. Period. Not 100%. But that is the majority of people, as far as the, 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 the numbers, that's where they're going to go. I just want to know what you all think, looking at it. It's there. You come to church here, so you don't look at it necessarily. I don't look at it necessarily, but it's something we need to be paying attention to and look at from somebody who doesn't go here on the regular. That's what I'm asking for. So look at it as a third person, from a third person status. Okay. We had ended on, a, I had five different things that the, uh, the, the author had said he had done a survey on a several, several people and things that they were, um, um, that church didn't do for them. It just was a, an, a, an issue or probably not on the top, not top things. Number one, I'll just go over number one and number two real fast. <clears throat> It was the first 10 minutes after arrival, they were ignored or avoided. No one introduced or asked them to sit with them. And something so small as to invite to sit with them makes a big difference. I believe we can agree with that. Number two was the one we all loved. I've loved it when I had to endure it. It's the stand and greet. Everyone loves that one. It's even more awkward the more you think about it because if you're in a, if you're having a conversation and it's a tense conversation, psychologically, it goes poorly when the person you're having it with is standing while you're sitting. So now I'm going to come and introduce myself to somebody. Hi, sitter. I'm standing over you. 
Stand and greet is the thing. Members stand, anyone sitting, might as well be a spotlight right on them. And say, hi. Turn around and those sitting, introduce yourself, say hi. You have 30 seconds to find out everything you know about them. (laughs) You, You all can't hear. We don't call them a sinner. We don't do that. But that is a thing, yeah. It, it's very common. And people, people actually argued when, they wanted to, when people wanted to remove it. Not from here, but I've heard of other, the, in, the, in the book and other places, I've heard that's something they live for. They're like, yeah, let's do the standing greet. The visitor's like, let's not. So the populace says, no, we don't like the standing greet. Okay. Number three. Okay, so... I don't know, some of the newest people here. I have been going to this church since it was built. I saw this building as a concrete slab. I know where pretty much everything is here. Why do I expect that a visitor is going to know where it is? I've had more people come in here where I'm like, this is right there. Why don't you know where the bathrooms are? They have no idea. A church needs to have signage. It's very important. I think it's pretty blatant on ours that that is the front door. It just looks like it. There's nowhere else that really has a this door off to the side does not look like a, oh, that's where I should probably go. This is a little more blatant. I went to uh, West Houston Church of Christ in Houston, Texas, and they have like 15 front doors. The place is huge. It's like, what, 1,500 members? Okay. It's at its largest. The place is big enough to hold 1,500 with no problem. And I was like, where's the front door? We drove all the way around it, and I saw four of them. And I just followed my wife because I'm smart. I don't think we need to have your like, hey, this is the entrance. This is where our handicap is. This is where our parking is. When you walk in, though, those doors shut right there could be anything. It doesn't scream. This is the auditorium. Those two doors back there into the hallway don't scream. Oh, by the way, the bathrooms are this way. It's likely. But if we were absolutely kind of Logical about it, 2526 would probably be the men and women's bathroom. It's closer and easier to get to. Doesn't say the classrooms are there. Doesn't say the nursery's there. Signage is a thing. You want people to be comfortable in that. How many people like walking up to someone they don't know when I'm visiting and say, hey, excuse me, mister, I don't know who you are. Where's the bathroom? We got a stage three going on here that I'm in trouble. Who wants to say that? So, Liz does not have a problem with that. True, true. I I have absolutely no doubt. Glenn will attest. She's shy, isn't she? We have been here, you have been here, if you're comfortable here, you know where things are. We have to, we have to work how things are in the building as if somebody doesn't. That's any church. It's just to make people feel comfortable. You walk into my house, I know exactly where the bathroom is. I've been living there for a while. Somebody visits, we had people over for a game night, they go, where's the bathroom? I'm like, how do you not know where the bathroom is? Oh, that's right, you don't live here. So that's some, it's, it, it's something that you think is, just yeah, no, why wouldn't we do that? We don't do that. People don't do that in general. Okay. This one, I'm curious what everyone's thoughts are. The auditorium is too dark and the sound was too low or too high. 
Is this, is this auditorium dark? <laughs> no, 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 think about it. Wow. That was like six or seven people, yes. It's too dark. At the time when the, we had the lights put in here, that was fine, I guess. I don't know. No one asked me. I was three. But this place could probably get a little bit bright. I know that from the people watching the streaming, it always looks dark. It's, you wouldn't be able to read it. The one, 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 one uh, the ladies in the, in the book, the author went to her and said, hey, we know that you were here. We filled out your visitor's card. And I just want to know, were you, would you be willing to answer some questions? He said, she said, certainly. And you know, would you, would you be thinking or willing, wanting to return? She goes, I don't think so. And he said, okay, that's fair. Can I ask why? No judgment, you know. And she, I know. I just, and she hemmed and hawed. Finally, she was an, an, an older lady, she said, in, in the book said, and in it, she said she felt bad answering this way because she thought it was petty. She goes, I'm having trouble reading the songbook because it was so dim in the building. That is a pretty petty thing, but you'd think it'd be a pretty easy solution. I've been coming here forever. This, this, it's, been this, this, it's been this bright or dark ever since I've known it. And I go somewhere else, another, visit another church, and I'm like, oh, that's what it could be. I don't have an easy fix. I'm not an electrician. I can barely flip a light switch. But things to consider. This is just in general for... All right. This one I liked because it cracked me up. I, want, I would love to hear your thoughts on this one. The last one, number five, in the, in the ratio, only one out of seven said it. They said the church was too friendly. <laughs> now think about it. That's a, little, that's a little weird. What they were referencing, though, was Courts the, courts the visitor. I come and said, hey, I'm Russ. And I'm talking. How's it going? Whatever. And the line just forms behind me. And everybody wants to say hi to Court. Everybody's asking what he's doing. Everybody goes, is that Pat behind you? And is Pat going to talk to me? And they just kept. And the, after a while, the person goes, I am tired of meeting people. That would be a good problem to have. One out of seven said it. It's a good thing to be friendly. You may have to dilute the water a little bit, but is that a thing? I don't believe we have a problem with that. We had uh, um, um, Lance and Rachel, if you remember, they were sitting over here. There was a bit of a line for me there. I'm like going, Rachel's going to hate this test later when she has to know who's who. Uh, his name was Randy and Lindsay, right? No, no. We don't want to mug people, but we do want to be friendly. How we do that, how we uh, uh, moderate that, I have no idea. I would rather be too friendly than too cold. That's just me. We'll have a, we'll have a, a deacon referee. They'll come in with a striped tie. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, back off. Only three, three in the morning, three in the evening. On your merry way. I don't know. Okay. That's the book there. Then next topic. So I wanted to, this may be a short class, honestly. I said that last time. I'm sorry, but it may be a short class. A very, 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 very big topic in churches today: safety. Now, it always starts off or comes to active shooters. Okay, 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we'll worry about that at a different, later. I'm falling. If, all right, would you all be here tonight, and I'm truly asking the question, would you be here tonight, knowing the amount of snow we've had, would you be here in this building if you knew that over by the serving counters, the roof fell in because of the snow load last Tuesday? I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't want my kids here. I definitely wouldn't want my wife here. I wouldn't want to be here. I don't want my family here. I don't want any of you here. Because just because that area fell, was weakened, more snow has fallen or it's gotten a little warmer, so more moisture is collected and, and fallen. It could be anywhere. It could be right here. We've had 20 buildings, I think it may be more, but 20 that I know of the news were saying, that had a cave-in from the roof collapsing. Commercial buildings. Flat roofs, built in the 70s, wooden trusses. That's us. But guess what? We had the snow removed. Our maintenance deacons were on it. It cost some money, and money well spent. What do you think would happen? Tuesday, the Anchorage Church of Christ at 2700 DeBar Road had a cave-in. Luckily, nobody was hurt, and there, was few, there were only a few occupants there. Services were Wednesday at 7. 6.30, excuse me. <laughs> do you think that parking lot's going to be full? No. When it snows that the following year, we've had a lot of snow, do you think services will be there, or will the office be getting phone calls saying, hey, have you cleared your roof recently? Or that starts happening, in the, I mean, the municipality was calling people saying, hey, the, they knew people, they knew buildings, where the, when they were built, what they were built of. And they said, nope, and if they had flat roofs. And they would have, we, they would have called us. I mean, they may very well have, I don't know, I wasn't there. You don't want to have that reputation. Who wants to go visit Chicago? We're all going to go on a, on a, on a trip to Chicago. See the bulls? Anybody? Where? Where? Tommy says where. I go, exactly. Wherever they sell bulletproof vests. Speaking of which, I'll take the cave-ins over no windows and no cameras and we're sitting here like sitting ducks. We were talking about safety. That's all I meant. Oh, yes. Why are you getting ahead of me? That's not on. I'm not going to repeat that for everybody because it's not worth your time. We'll get there. Okay. I'm I, Push that to the side. I'm just talking from that avenue. You either have a... You, everyone here has a child, has someone you know who has a child, or will have a child, wants to have a child, that you will put in a nursery or would go to a nursery, right? Everybody here knows somebody who would go to the nursery? Does everybody know Kylie and Alex's son, Wyatt? He goes to the nursery. Now you're all in on it. How would you feel? Her, Kylie, Alex, taking him to the nursery. They don't have a gate. It's not very clean. Anybody could come and pick him up at any time. 
and no one has any account of anything. How safe is that? Yes, come to our church. Services are at 10. Drop your kid off in the nursery. Dealer's choice. Good luck. Take a picture of what you dropped off. Maybe that's what you get back. Who knows? Is that safe? How comfortable do you think? How comfortable would a visitor feel dropping their child off, hoping they get those same one back? No, you want them to have confidence. I definitely want to have confidence. Even when my kids are brats, I want all three of them back. So there's a safety aspect there. Now, we get to play the one we don't like if there is an incident here. And the problem is, we do not have any reason that we're, we're uh, uh, not, it's not going to happen to us. The Church of Christ that I recall of two different instances in the last, what, five years? Six, no, seven years. Spelling's still hard. It's, um, see, it was in, I have it written down. Here we go. September 2017, Burnett Chapel, Church of Christ. One woman killed and six wounded. West Freeway, Church of Christ. December 2019. Many of you saw that one because their streaming service caught it. We, have no, we are not insulated from that. It's a thing. We take the protections we can. We have a security deacon. Pays attention to that. We have other people that pay attention to that. You want to make sure any church that you account for everyone's safety. In Second Samuel, it says several several verses, but God is our protector. He's our security. He is our refuge. Well, God's here. At any given time, I've told my kids I will tackle a bear for them. Okay, <laughs> which kind of cracks me up because my, my son did not want to go riding a snow machine across the lake because he was afraid of the ice and going, going through. And I said, I've told you, I would jump in front of a bullet. I would literally tackle a bear for you. Do you think I'm going to put you somewhere dangerous where you would go through the ice if I thought that it was a true danger? He, it stopped him from crying for a second. He's like... Well, He's still scared, so he didn't want to do it. Anyway. (laughs) But uh, the logic was there that I said, listen, I'm not going to put you in harm's way. All right. I am ready and willing for anyone in this room to take a bullet for you. I swear I would do that. I just don't want it to hurt. Anyway. (laughs) That would probably be my only fear. Is like, what if he misses? I promise him this wings me. That's going to hurt. I would do that because God is my refuge. God is my safety. God is my security. Okay, do you feel that way? I hope that's what you feel. So truly, me before you for that fact. I don't want to go and leave my wife and leave my kids, but given the choice, me before you. I truly feel that way. I want... I want, people want, should want, when they enter, if I go to any church, I want to feel secure. Do you guys have it under control? And do you exhibit that? We have greeters out front, greeters, foyer attendant. Those should not be the same job, by the way. 
But that's what we have. This is my plug for we need more foyer attendants and greeters. In the event, somebody, somebody just decides to stroll up the little walkway there with a, anything that looks to be harmful, they would be the first line of defense. You know what a foyer attendant says, by the way, to visitors? We were expecting you. We didn't have anybody out there who's like, uh, hello, is this thing on? Anyone in here? I don't know where to go. Where's the bathroom? There's no one here. Well, we weren't expecting visitors, so we didn't leave anybody here. Well, we left somebody who's out there so that we can be of assistance. Hey, you're going to go in here. We have a ladies' class back there. We have this back here. The nursery's over here. Baby care lounge is over here. By the way, my name is Russ. How are you doing? Glad you're here. That should be the greeter. The foyer attendant should be doing the foyer attendant. Anyway, first line of defense is what that is, honestly. They're going to go first. I'm kidding. What you, all, what you didn't hear. <laughs> Tracy just said the foyer attendant's going to go first, and Bob, the foyer attendant, just po- pointed at me. Yes. People who do the foyer attendant position don't, don't do that. They, we don't do that lightly. In short order, things are going to happen in the event that does. And it, it happens in seconds. It's truly done. The, the one I saw was at the uh, West Freeway. It was over in, what, 30 seconds? Do you recall, Stephen? Eight and a half seconds. Which, while it's happening, is going to be about an hour and a half in your head until it's over. I don't, I don't have that training. I'm, I don't exactly even know what we're supposed to do. My only thoughts are, that starts happening, hit the deck. We have people who are smarter who are trained for and are going to react. I'm not going to get in their way. It's the ugly truth. We want people to feel safe, though. No, I am. What? I mean, I totally appreciate that you stand in front of us and take a bullet for one of us, but you can't take a bullet for all of us. My... Here's what I want. You know what? No, I'm not going to give this We're talking about it. We're not talking. <laughs> We're not talking about the solutions. Is all I'm saying. We just keep pointing things out. So and I'm, just- not, and I'm not. I'm not going to give you one because that's not my forte. I oh. agree that one has to be there. We're talking about safety of the overall of what we need to have that. But a church needs to exude that there is, there are things in in place or going to be. We do need cameras. We, windows would not be a bad thing for us to have here. We have plans are in place that need to be actually implemented, but we are, it's a, it's a, it, is a, it is a work in progress. Yes, sir. And we do safety through other mechanisms. So if you survey young families, they will talk about when the parents take the child to the nursery, and they will get a very quick view of the church safety based on whether just anybody takes the kid, whether there's some sign-out sheet or not, and visitors notice that, and, and they notice whether... People are coming in 28 doors to the building versus a single entrance. They notice whether there are cameras or not. And 
while we may say, I'm going to be here no matter what, I should feel safe, we're trying to reach the world that doesn't feel safe. And so having those things in place and having someone sitting out front, they don't know whether that person has a gun or not. Right. And so they, that does make them feel safe when they see that. And most people aren't expecting to see a armed security guard at the entrance. They don't think they'll see that. But, but we do other things like the nursery, like cameras, like locking doors. And for young families, that is a high priority when they visit a church. And so yep. if we want to attract that person, that's something we have to meet. Yeah, one of the things that we even need, I think we need to implement in our, in our, our uh, website is that everyone who works in the nursery has been background checked. You do not want to have, you do not want to have the fox in the hen house, okay? You don't want somebody who is a, uh, a sexual predator and has been uh, 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 is listed as such as on the registry. Oh, yeah, I'll work in the nursery. No. But we've, we have confirmed that is not the case. It is an annual thing. The same way we do for camp. If you're going to work there, you will have to go through a background check, plain and simple. No reason to put anyone potentially in harm's way. In times of crisis, that is when a church actually gains the most. The, the church grew the most uh, uh, when they were persecuted. Things go wrong. So it, it, things go sideways between the U.S. and China or Russia. It gets all. It gets weird we will have more people in attendance here. That's just how it goes. A church is looked to, it, it is a, the, the, the room in some church, it's called the sanctuary. You recall, everyone's seen the uh, 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 hunchback of Notre Dame. He went to the church and pled sanctuary. Could not be sanctuary city, same difference, same concept. The, the law could not get to him there. People come here for sanctuary. They need to feel safe. I don't want them just feeling safe. They need to be safe. Sure. Yeah, it's not going to be absolutely as safe as possible. I mean, uh, we could put a tank out front and have, you know, a whole SWAT team here, but then that also can send the opposite signal. If, <laughs> it's a little awkward. It was a little awkward when I, for whatever reason, this is back in the day, strolled into the uh, uh, cars on Gamble and the Listerine was locked up and there was a security guard right there. I'm like going, is there a major run on, pe on bananas that I don't know about? There was enough bad things happening there that he, they, it warranted that they needed to have security at a grocery store. Were we to put a armed guard, which I've seen them at churches, armed guard out there, it sends two signals. One, they're expecting trouble. Two, you're safe. I don't, I don't, I can't say, no, 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 we're not expecting trouble. I'm just here. Well, why are you here then? That's a toughie. I, I would rather think my thought would be they are prepared for trouble. It's not a guarantee it's going to be an guard out there. Prepared for trouble, yes. I, and I, I have Glenn saying prepared for trouble, but I might have Liz saying, whoa, there's trouble there. Okay. That, I hear what you're saying. Preparing and preventing. I will agree with that 100%. <laughs> what? <laughs> Gary, are you preparing or preventing? 
the message I want to send may not be the message that they get. And you're all correct. I can't count on that. So it's a double-edged sword potentially to have that there. Mm, don't, can't say anything. Take touch. We're having too much fun. Yes, ma'am. In today's world, more so than 10 years ago, it's not abnormal to see someone at an entrance somewhere. So it, you know. It, it is or is not? It, it's not abnormal to see. Oh, abnormal. I'm, okay. um, you know, a guard. Yeah. And uh, un, like I said, unlike 10 years ago. So it, there is that double-edged sword, but there's some normalcy to seeing it now. I agree with that. Yeah, it, it is the new it is the new norm, what it's going to be potentially, and probably not a bad thing to ponder. But it gets interesting. Yes, sir. I hate these things. You know, down on lower forty-eight, they got security guard all the churches. Yeah, they do. Even in the big church, small church, and medium-sized church. Oh, okay. I've been there, but I believe you. This is this is what the, it, it, it's not um, from what I'm seeing. It's not a specific denomination. I mean, it's happened to to the uh, uh, across the board. It's not just Christian, Muslim, Jewish. Whoever is going to get the biggest reaction, the biggest news, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the motivation is. I can't think like that. I'm a little nuts, but I'm not that far. We have to think about it. As Stephen has said, we're, we're at, you know, when you have a security team, then you've also now signed on for liability. If bullets start flying in this room, then guess what? You're responsible for everyone that comes out of your gun. So... You have a comment on... Yes, ma'am. Okay, and so you could take any one of these and you can take a negative toward it or you can take a positive. The stand and sit that you gave an example. If the visitor is in a wheelchair, do I ask them to stand up? No, do I just go and meet him? So, so this is what I'm saying. When we, when we look at stuff like this, it's not taking the high road or the low road. It's taking what's best for the situation and that particular location. And that's what we're looking at, what's going to work for this particular church. I mean, when you talk about safety, I agree with um, Tracy. I've been going here 150 years, and it wasn't until Vanita told me that we had a back door. I didn't even know there was a back door back there if I'm in one of those classrooms to exit out of. There's three of them. I'm telling you. So um, so when, when you look at stuff like that, and then you say, put yourself in harm's way, nobody would do that knowingly. I mean, normally you wouldn't put me in harm's way just out of spite. I mean, nope. I, don't I, think love, I love you too do much. That. I would not. So that, that's another. That's just let, your greeters. We used to have greeters that wasn't sitting behind the desk. We used to sit at the door. Okay, so then we changed that. So then you talked about um, background checks. That can also be a red flag. Oh, they've had a problem before, so not even requiring background checks. So you can take any one of these okay, scenarios yes, and you can yeah. look at both sides of it. So I think we need to be very cautious when we do that because there are two sides to every coin. 
True, true. And so I just want you to be careful with that. So don't always give the negative, you know, about they won't do this or they won't do that or they may not come in because of that or, you know. And then when there's signage, if you got a person that can't read, sign mean nothing, you know. If you got a person that the light hurts their eyes, then the brightness is not going to mean nothing anyway. So this is all I'm saying is that every last one of these, there's a different scenario for both sides. And we just need to be careful. True. Those, those five... Um, those five that were listed were the top answers in the percentages. That's why I, I agree with what you're saying there. Uh, my wife would just tell you that I'm pessimistic, so yes, I'm going to slander the negative. But my point is, whatever you have to calculate everything. Sadly, when you're doing something, especially in regards to a, a monumental decision, should we or should we not put an armed guard? Out front there, when people see a, a, uh, somebody who has a gun on their person, visible, open carry, there it is, right there. Hi, I'm Johnny Securitas. How does that make somebody feel? Guns sometimes make people get a little, little just weird, anyway, if they see it. And they go, well, how do I know what his credentials are? Did he just get a Cracker Jack box and get a, a license, or what? We won't camp out on this one. Things have to be considered If something happens, somebody is in charge of pushing that button, sends an alarm to the, a notice to the fire, to the police department, anything like that. We so have Liz. Had windows, as an example, they could see something that person knows to push the button, and everybody knows where, where they're supposed to go. I'm just, I'm just curious. That, that is an actual, I, I, the answer to that is I don't believe so or know so, because I'm edification. Anyway. Um, good question, though. If we, if the alarm, if the fire alarm gets pulled by anyone who does see that one, that does send out a signal. Um, a, a, a panic button or something like that, you would have at a bank. That I don't know about. If it does exist, no one's told me. I don't panic. So, okay. What now? Okay, no. For, for what it's worth, I have spoken to Jesse and security and there are thoughts and plans and programs that we would to honestly want to have a, a lockdown button. We have plans and procedures put in there. So we have windows in all of our classrooms that in the event of, say there was an active shooter, we're covering those windows instantly. They can't see in, they can't get in, and we are... That's what I said, I heard me say it. Sorry, sorry, door window. I forgot the first four-letter word. That's what I meant. Correct. Yeah, the windows are where I'm going to be leaving if there's an active shooter, but we do not, we do not, uh, uh, there, there's Alice trainers, whatever, you cover so they can't see in, you barricade it, and then you do a lot of praying. Um, but like we said, it usually happens pretty fast. Anyway. When we can talk about safety, the, the church overall, we want people to feel comfortable in, want to feel love there. We want to feel so much love that somebody comes in and wants to do harm, feels that love and goes, I don't want to do it, and they leave. I don't know. We are trying to make, we are hosts. This is our house that we meet in. We want to be good hosts. We want people to feel welcome. We want people to feel love. 
We want people to feel safe. I want to feel that in any church I go to. I want people to be happy, not scared, and I want us to be able to serve and praise God. This is something that I want people to think about. There are people who do church, they worship God every Sunday, and they may not live again because they will be hunted for doing so. So any fears we have here are nothing compared to other places. We have freedoms in this country that allow us to do this. If we did this right here in, uh, I believe it's Saudi Arabia, we could all be arrested. Chances are we'd have a capital punishment. How does that make us feel? I'm less worried about someone coming through the door now compared to those people. Any Christian who happens to be there. I want to take advantage of the freedoms that I have, which they would, they would love to have. I want to help make this place awesome, make this church awesome. I want to grow it. I want to, I want to, I want to exceed the maximum capacity. I'd love to see that happen. I want to know what 500, and, I can't read that, 500 something people, I want to know what that sounds like and looks like in here. And then, it's such a problem, we have to just open up another building somewhere else. Plant a church there. That's possible. There are 275,000 people in this city. Some people drive in here. I have Pam and Nathan. They drive in from Osceola. So we could do even better than that. I want us to want more. I want us to want more for God. I want to be a tool for that. I want to be an asset, not a liability. I want things to go positively. I want to see a positive growth chart. I don't like this, like the stock market. Well, the stock market's that way, but that is possible. The church is not the four walls. If there was not, there weren't people, humanity, the church wouldn't be necessary. Christ wouldn't have died. It is all for us. And we are it for him. We are his bride. We should take pride in that. Have love in that. Have energy and excitement in that because we make that happen here. We go somewhere else and we can take our energy with us to Houston if I went there again. If I go anywhere else in this country, go visit that church. Go to Hawaii. We take the energy we have there. Is it booming energy or is it like me energy? We should have energy. Our job, our sole purpose on this earth is to follow God and bring others to follow him as well and to go do what he says until he brings us home. That's it. The rest is secondary. We want to grow this church. Can't talk yet. Did you say two or three surgeries ago? We did the red beans and rice, and we did it to the homeless. Yes, ma'am. And um, if we had passed out invitations to the homeless, and we provided a bus the next Sunday, and we had 150 of those homeless people get on that bus and come to If we passed out invitations to to come to services? Yeah. Okay, sorry. So... um, Based on past experience that I have observed when we've had homeless to come, we haven't dealt with it properly. 
and I don't know if it's because we don't have the training to deal with homeless people, and maybe that's something we need to consider, but that's a whole clientele there that we could probably get in the door if we wanted to get them in really quick. Sure. But the red beans and rice are no different than the $50. Exactly. Yeah. But no, no. We didn't, we didn't invite them with the red bean and rice. We were going out there and then telling them that we were here. When we do the prison ministry mm -hmm. on Saturdays, I am in awe of how many people do not know where we are. Yeah. And I've been doing it well, for 10 years now. And you figure going to the prison for 10 years and we're averaging 16 inmates a Saturday and nobody knows that we're here? There's something wrong with that picture. I, I agree and with so that. So I guess my point is this. Go into the world, to all the world, that includes the homeless, that includes the prison. So should some of our training be on how to deal with them once they're in the doors? I, it's, it's just a question. I can't, I have because the I know answer should be yes. Because in past years we, we've had some that were up front and, and our deacons and elders had to deal with them. We had some here and so it's been, it's been a trial and error there. It, and and it's, so it's, been so we it's fallen on those who are trained, which is usually our police officers that we have. So and we need to deal with that too. So when we look at getting all the people, getting people in, we need to look at all people. Agreed. And until I, it's one of those, usually it's reactionary. So all of a sudden I have 30 homeless here and they're going to react like homeless might. They, don't, they may not know different. Uh, and we were here for a ladies' event and we had a guy come in the door. Okay, that was fun. no security here because it was just all, all us women's. Well, naturally, like you say, Liz went to the door because I'm going to go to the door and I'm going to inquire. And uh, he was lost. Yeah. But still, he entered to the door. He was halfway back into where we were before we even noticed he was in the building. Right. You know, so, um, but at least he came. Fair. Okay. Tracy. You can go ahead. Gary will run. Obviously, some with mental health issues that we notice that need to be, but there's people that walk in here who are down on their luck and just normal. The, wait, let me when the, please. When the, they were police, is what I was saying. What's that? The the two the people who handled when they were getting out of control, if that happened to. Whoever. No, I understand, but I just I'm trying to make the point that there are ones that come in and get ignored that don't need to be policed. Okay, sure, sure. so yes, we do have to work on that. And also, I wanted to say that when we go and, and I wanted Liz to know that when we go and pass that stuff out, it does make a difference because Michael came and picked up a bunch of bags that we had stuffed with food and, the very, and, and we had our literature in there. And I, I had someone call the church and say there was a man that came and passed out stuff to us. And um, we wanted to just call and say thank you. And I, we can't tell you. That we, she was calling on behalf of, you know, and she sure. said, I can't tell you how much... We appreciate that love that came from your church. It made a difference. Yeah, that's what well, you no, want to say. We are Christians there. by our love, you know, and 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 the homeless are not as easy to or comfortable to be around. It, you know, they smell different, they look different, and we got to suck it up and do better by them. That's 100%. all, all if, of us. And if they get here, that's all. the societal norm they aren't used to, so they may come here. So it's not a definitely nothing disparaging against the homeless. When it's something that is beyond what I'm capable of doing, then the two police officers I know that are here, they interact 
in, in that regard and know what to do far better than I do. They say, hey, Russ, I need your help doing this. Fine, tell me what I'm doing, but not me. So, I mean, I won't be the first to instigate that if there's somebody more well-trained. Is that more well-trained, does that sound right? Okay, that was the, the other one's gonna ring here in just a second. I thought this class was gonna be early, I'm sorry. I have the passion. I want you to have the passion. Here, anywhere else, people move, they leave, go down to America, fantastic. Your job, my job, our job, is to promote love, Christ, be for God, be for his church, and want to get their home one day and show the people what that's like, what the desire is there for, and that they should want to do it too, and why. That's really it. I know it's wrapped up real nicely with bow, but that's just what I'm thinking. I hope you agree with that. We will see you guys all next Wednesday.